Welcome to the Core Creative Podcast. With this podcast, we hope to promote local creative businesses and people. I am your host, Geraldine Hennessy from Flux Learning, and today I am joined by Fiona Kelleher from the Cork-based startup, MyGog. Fiona co-founded MyGog alongside her husband, Kieran Coffey, who designed and created the system. MyGog is a food waste solution that is installed in your garden, yard or business. It digests all raw and cooked food waste and uses it to produce a free, reliable source of biogas perfectly suited to cooking, as well as a liquid fertiliser. In this episode, we chat about the story behind this new age solution to an age-old problem, scaling the product, the importance of local supports, ongoing discussions for governmental incentives and being persistent. So you're very welcome to Cork Creative, Fiona. Tell us a little about yourself and the story of how MyGog came to be. So MyGog probably started its life back in 2019. And that's when we were approached by a local business to help them with their food waste problem. Okay. And the reason he approached us was because he had seen a clip of us on an eco-eye broadcast in RTE featuring Duncan Stewart. Right. He had come down to our house in Clannacilty where my husband Kieran, who's the designer and creator, had put our first prototype MyGog system, which was an egg in the garden, which was taking all our food waste and converting it into energy. So he was very interested in this for his business. So we collaborated with Guy Scott. He's got a lovely cafe out in Kilbritton called Rebecca's Cafe. Mm -hmm. And he and his daughter Rebecca run the business and it's a lovely cafe. And they were the first commercial business in Ireland to take on the MyGog. So it's been there since 2019 and running very successfully and provides them with gas for cooking for their business Mm -hmm. and also fertilizer for growing food for the business, which they bring back in. So it's a complete circular economy. Very good. Very Mm. good. And how did the name and branding come about? MyGog refers to the word gog, which is an Irish kind of play word for egg. I Mm -hmm. don't know if you've ever come across before. Mm -hmm. There's songs, for instance, in Irish traditional music called Googly Gug, Mm. which talks about like just an egg being kind of, you know, something that you might like to have for your tea or your breakfast. So it's a play on that because it's an Irish product Mm. and the egg is the shape of the digester. We thought that that was a really fun name and people seem to really like it. And actually it seems to translate overseas as well to the UK and further afield. It's easy to say, so whether or not people pick up on the meaning, but we love it because it really speaks to the Irishness of the yeah, product. Yeah, very good. It's not just a, a loose word, it's just, it's actually... Not very it. random at yeah. all. Yeah, really, with, there was a bit of thought into it. I mean, we, we were going out <laughs> on a limb, people were going, hmm. But at the same time, I suppose it is speaking to that Irishness and that's something that was important to us okay. as well. Okay, very good. And how does my gog work? So basically, it's a food digester. It's a bit like your own stomach. It'll take everything that you eat, so any cooked food, any raw food that you can eat, the digester can have, which is really brilliant for food businesses and schools and for homes as well, because we have so much food waste. In fact, it is seen in the data from Europe and the UK and all over the the globe that food waste is mostly created in homes and small food business. So that's where we're tackling the food waste. And what it'll do is it'll take all the food waste from your kitchen and it will convert it into energy. So you literally put the food waste into the sink that's attached to the digester. Mm. And the food waste is then macerated and then it's pumped at intervals into this heated insulated tank, which is the egg, which is the okay, gug. Yeah. And then from there, that food waste is converted into two things. And the first is biogas for cooking. And the second is fertilizer for growing food. And the liquid fertilizer is great because it's a liquid. It's really convenient. Mm. It can go straight onto your plants. It's really high in nutrients and it's totally organic. Your own food waste created the fertilizer. And also the biogas, then we provide a cooker as well which can go straight into the kitchen. So it's perfect for accessing the gas. Okay. Okay. Mm. 
And you said there, Kieran designed it. How did he just come up with the idea? To- <laughs> he was working Cork County Council and one of his remits was to work in landfill for a while. Okay. So he found himself standing in these places thinking, <laughs> what, what, are, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, exactly. What are we doing with this resource? Yeah. And he had, I mean, his qualifications were in environmental engineering. So one of mm-hmm. those things was about food waste and looking at how you might use it. And anaerobic digestion, which is the process mm-hmm. that is used in the digester, was something he was very interested in for a long, long time and was very much part of his work. So we thought, you know what we need? We need something for food business. We need something for households because that's where all the food waste from landfill goes. Mm-hmm. In an agriculture or industrial context where you see bigger digesters that use anaerobic mm. digestion, it's a very different thing because you're talking about farmland, you're talking about agricultural waste and so on and so forth. But food waste is a problem and it ends up in landfill. So okay. instead of it, the methane and the, the biogas, as we mm-hmm. call it, going into the atmosphere, you can plug it into your cooker instead of that leachate, that liquid that you get in landfill from that anaerobic process with food mm-hmm. waste. You use that for your plants and your nutrients. Yeah, so okay. all of that goodness can be harnessed. Okay. So he basically saw the problem firsthand, came up with a solution. Came up with a solution. <laughs> and I suppose there are other products out in mm-hmm. the market, really good ones, like aerobic digesters, and they produced just a compost. Obviously, you have your compost bin, you have your mm. brown bin for storage and so on and so forth. But really, what's happening there is you're only delaying the problem. You're yeah. storing the food waste. You're looking at transport emissions. You're looking at storage problems. You're looking at hazards like odour and mm-hmm. vermin. And for food business in particular, that's something that they really want to avoid. Yeah. And this is why it's such a great solution, because you're keeping your food waste on site, you're gaining economic as well as sustainable value and your customers will love you Mm -hmm. if you're producing food on site. It's got local provenance and your sustainability credentials will be through the roof because you couldn't be doing better with your food waste. Yeah. And I suppose you're dealing with the problem there and then like there's no messing. And Quite you're, right. Yeah. yeah. And it's a very, like, as you say, a financially a good solution in the long term, I suppose, as well as yeah. just the environmental provenance of it. Okay. Completely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you mentioned there about the mygog, about the aesthetics of it. It's very kind of pleasing in terms of they're almost like sculpture, like um, egg shape and colour. Can they come in any colour and how small and how big do they come? So we've three sizes available for the mm-hmm. commercial market. So there's three. One is the MyGug Mini, mm-hmm. we've the MyGug Midi and the <laughs> MyGug Maxi. So three different sizes yeah. and ranging from taking food waste for two tonnes per year okay. up to about seven tonnes per year. So okay. that makes sense for a small food business mm-hmm. and it makes sense for schools and universities as well. And we do have some in schools and universities. Colour wise, you know, the world is your oyster really, but okay. I mean, within reason. Yeah. So they come in a range of colours at the moment. People have chosen things like red or yellow or green or black or blue. So those are the ones that are out there. So quite yeah. a range of colours and they look good. I yeah. mean, an egg is such a beautiful shape. It yeah. comes from nature. So it's very easy to make it look good. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Is the egg shape for aesthetics or does it serve a functional purpose? It is for aesthetics, but mm. it also is a function because an egg has no corners. It has yeah. no sides. Then it means that you don't have any waste because the material that goes in is being constantly mixed within this okay, digester. Okay. So you don't have any dead spaces within it. Mm-hmm. So you're getting the best value then from your food waste. You're getting the best output in terms of the gas and the fertilizer. Okay, so it's not it's not just a pretty thing. So. Not just a pretty <laughs> face. <laughs> good. Anaerobic digestion is often associated with farming and MyGog is primarily aimed at commercial operations like cafes and restaurants and schools. Do you think there is a scope to make it commonplace in a domestic setting? Completely. We okay. actually do have some domestic customers um, early on in the life of the business. We got a lot of I suppose, you know, interested inquiries from 
people who are in their own homes thinking, look, I've got all this food waste, especially families mm. with children. Mm. And, you know, it's very hard to control your food waste yeah. in that situation. So we have some units out in the domestic market and they're working really, really well. But I suppose in terms of targeting and running the business, mm-hmm. you can only deal with one segment at the time. Yeah. So we actually have quite a long waiting list for domestic and we're hoping to launch next year with that okay. to allow people to buy so that they can have it in their homes. But right now the focus is on schools, it's on small food business and we think we can make good a good impact there and also create case studies and yeah. test ground for mm. domestic customers so they can see what it is because it's a new technology. Yeah. And when something new comes along, we need to give it a little bit of a, a pathway, I suppose, to yeah. become established. Yeah. And because of that, we think that schools and food businesses are great places to go where you can really prove the technology and then domestic, hopefully after that. But I, yeah. I suppose for we'll call it world domination of the say the the common home setting. I suppose people want to make sure that it's working first. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it does work, but it, I suppose as people who don't understand the technology. Yeah. You need to come to grips with that. You mm. need to understand the process. You need mm. to know how to work the technology. No, it's not rocket science. Yeah. It's literally put your food waste in and let it do its job. Yeah. But in terms of maintenance and management, it's just like running a washing machine or something yeah. else. You just need to learn how to use it yeah, okay, okay. and manage it and, and maintain it. Yeah. Because I think there's great scope there. Like I know myself before I had kids, I used to have great management of my food waste. But since the kids, they start eating one thing and then <laughs> I don't want that anymore. And then they want something else. So. It's trying to manage that. It's difficult. Yeah. It is difficult. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, when you think of it all, that food waste is a resource mm, mm. that you could be bringing back into the house yeah, yeah. to cook the food. It seems like sometimes the most simple ideas are oh, the best. Yeah. It just seems like once I saw it, I went, that makes a lot of sense. It's a know? bit of a no brainer. Yeah, and the thing exactly. about it is, is that it's just that it has up to now been not accessible, I yeah. suppose, to those markets, to the domestic market and the food waste market. Previously in agriculture and industrial context, it made lots of sense. Mm. But of course, it makes sense yeah, for everybody. Yeah. yeah. So there's definitely scope and plans to, to develop into that place. Completely. So, okay, yeah, great. yeah. Okay. And schools, they seem like a great place to have a system like MyGog in terms of dealing with both their own food waste, but also as an educational tool. Do you have any plans on developing more into this space? Yeah, we mm-hmm. have. We've already got it in a couple of schools in West Cork and they're having great fun with it at the moment. Mm. So I suppose the idea in schools is that you do work with schools in order to embed the technology. Okay. I think... It's fine for us to be introducing the innovation, but what's really going to make it established and embedded, I suppose, in our heads as something as a no brainer and a go to as a solution is the next generation. Yeah. And the only way you're going to do that is by introducing it in that educational mm-hmm. context. Mm. And already we're seeing, you know, great things coming out like people saying, OK, so how much energy does a banana skin generate or, you know, what can you do with your sweets that are left over, your yeah. crisps, all that kind of stuff, which yeah. we wouldn't say is the healthy living plan. but. They can go in and create plenty of energy within the schools as well. You're looking at, you know, collaborations with the home economics department, with biology, with ag science, with science courses, with gardening and permaculture. And also it encourages schools to start looking at creating their own food, at growing food. Yes. So resurrecting the raised beds, looking at polytunnels, using the fertilizer to its full value. So it's creating, by virtue of its existence, the ability to tap into all of those areas of potential for education for the students. So in the schools that they're in at the moment, there is a plan to develop work and case studies with the TY, mm-hmm. where there's plenty of scope for yes, developing of yeah, that. So they'll manage idea. the system, yeah. you know, they'll go in, they'll put the food waste in and then, you know, they'll cook the pancakes with the biogas mm-hmm. later and whatever it might be. Yeah, but you'll have yeah. energy created and they'll be learning that practically, which is the best way to learn. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. And given the environmental crisis, do you feel that there is enough being done at a governmental and EU level 
to encourage businesses produce environmentally friendly products, I suppose, firstly, and customers to switch to a more greener approach? Well, that's an ongoing conversation, <laughs> as we know. Yeah. Um, you know, we'd love to see more incentives from government to mm-hmm. allow people. Like, it's great to see the new incentives for solar panels where the VAT is now, you know, yeah. excluded as, as mm-hmm. a cost for the customers. And of course, you have retrofit grants and everything from SEAI. So we have ongoing live conversations about that mm-hmm. with government. And we're hoping that MyGook can be included as a possible solution for people at that level, because incentivizing means that people will have to take up. because obviously. With costs of living pressures and there is a crisis, Mm. you know, sometimes it's hard for people to make sense of the cost because Mm. there is a payback term similar to any renewable technology. And, you know, we'd love to see that happening. It's happening all over the world. And we see now is the time in the next budget to be putting the pressure on to get government to look at this seriously Mm. and say, look, this is number one. It's a no brainer for people to, you know, increase our sustainability credentials as a country. Look how far behind we are and how we're lagging behind. Mm. These are ways in which you can easily incentivise people to do what they need to do. And, you know, take the burden of the cost away in Mm. such a good way, in an effective way. It's so meaningful. Mm -hmm. I think it'll make a big difference. So hopefully we're on that train and the conversations are live. So watch the space. And I think too, like customers, if they get an incentive, it makes such a big difference. It might have to be a massive incentive, but even if it's something, you know, just to kind of encourage, I think, good practice Absolutely. in how we deal with our waste. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's no doubt. And as you say, it doesn't have to be a big incentive, but a little means a lot to people when they're trying to make sense of a cost, especially when it's a capital cost mm-hmm. that they need to look at. There's mm-hmm. no doubt that makes a difference. So hopefully the tide will turn soon okay. with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what is, you mentioned it there, what is the expected payback period for a system like MyGulg? So for the commercial systems, anywhere between five and seven years, mm-hmm. which is not bad. Mm-hmm. For the domestic system, at the moment, it's more simply because domestic contexts are using less. Smaller, yeah, yeah, you know, so yeah. it's always about like if you're producing more, you'll get a quicker payback mm-hmm. is the kind of and it's the same with solar panels mm-hmm. and with any other kind of technology like that. But again, that's where the incentives come mm-hmm. into place. Mm-hmm. So between five and seven for commercial business, which is grand. And what you do is, I suppose, for businesses, what we're saying is look at your food waste bill, look at your energy bill. Look at uh, any transport problems you have. Look at the energy that's being used to store the food. Mm. If you're growing food, what are you paying out for high quality fertilizer? If you're not growing food, it's an excellent soil amendment for landscape gardens Mm. or flower beds or anything like that. So any fertilizer, that cost is negated straight away. So Mm. you're eliminating costs and you're creating energy and you can do quick tot up and see what that's costing you per month and work out a payback on that Mm -hmm. basis. So and yeah. also like the positives from a reputation point of view, like <laughs> quite right. Yeah. And that actually is sitting the nail on the head because from the reputational point of view, we all know we go to restaurants now and without even realizing we're thinking about where the food is coming from. We yeah. don't want the broccoli from Morocco. Mm. We don't want the sweet pea from mm. Kenya. Mm. As good as they are, they've traveled too far. We mm. shouldn't be eating food from those places. Mm. We should have our own food security here. Mm. And Ireland is a fantastic country to grow food in. Mm. So really we're all looking for that. If you're saying, oh, you know, we've got this local produce and we're growing it, like immediately you feel like you're eating something really yeah, healthy and nutritious. Yeah. Mm. And that's important. Mm. So we're feeding right into that. And I'm hoping that more people will take uh, that up as a people challenge. people generally are happy to pay that a little bit extra for that. So, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And customer approval is huge for mm. food business. Yeah. And I think in schools, it's the same thing if your school canteen or your school food service is looking at growing their own food and providing a healthy meal plan based on growing food. Nothing could be more exciting, mm, 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 you know, mm. both for the students and for parents. Yeah. I mean, there's massive approval there for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And as a company, you've received a lot of recognition in terms of awards. 
For example, this year you won the AIB and Yield Lab AgTech Startup for 2023. How important are such awards to raise the awareness of the company? Those awards are kind of key, I suppose, in startup business and with entrepreneurs coming on the scene, mm. small companies, SMEs and so on, because it just gives you an extra boost in terms of public profile. Mm-hmm. And that can be really good, both from the point of view of discovering new customers, but also from the point of view of establishing the technology as something that can be endorsed. So for us, with that award, for instance, it was great. We got loads of press feedback as well, which really bounced the awareness for us in terms of like email inquiries and all that kind mm. of thing and did lead to new business. Mm. But also it's the endorsement, mm. I think, which is really, really important. You know, that's really, really good. So it's hard not to value that. I think it's great when it happens. It's not essential to your business, mm. but it really is very nice when it happens. Mm. And we're lucky, I think, in this country, both at a county level and a country level, there's all sorts of ways in which um, SMEs and small businesses are, you know, allowed to kind of enter all sorts of competitions if it's, you know, content creation or whether it's, you know, sustainability credentials or whatever. And mm. we feed into all of that. But it's lovely to see businesses getting that recognition. It mm-hmm. helps a lot. Mm. And I suppose it, it must be feel good for you as well. You know, like you're definitely on the right track if you're winning awards like that. Absolutely. So. It's great. Mm. It gives us a bit of encouragement. Yeah. yeah. In those moments where you're thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> it helps. <laughs> exactly. And what are your future plans? Yeah, so I mean, plans really are to look at the market here in Ireland, the UK and Mm -hmm. in Northern Ireland as well as our first kind of point of stop. We want to be close to our customers. We want to help them in this first year of the business where, you know, we hold their hands and help them to really establish the technology in their businesses or in their schools. So that's really important to Mm -hmm. be kind of close by. Further plans would be to go into Europe, certainly, and maybe establish partnerships in that regard, like strategic partners that can help us get into those markets. But that would be more about partnerships than trying to be shipping loads of yeah. goods overseas, which yeah. is totally against what well, we want to do, okay. you know, in terms okay. of the bigger climactic impact. And we want to make a difference ultimately. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And how do you plan to scale your business while maintaining its environmental focus? You touched on it there. So partnership as opposed to? Partnerships as opposed to creating kind of shipping lines and yeah. transport, you know, having burdens like that and also looking at creative ways to look at partners who might be doing other things. Let's say in the growing side of things with like the fertilizer and the gardening, looking at encouraging more mm-hmm. businesses to take that on and do it through partnerships, like looking at possible new technologies in that area that might be harnessed, like look at vertical farming, for instance, yes, which yeah. is a really good model for urban farming. Mm-hmm. And that's happening a lot. It's happening a lot here now. But in Germany, for instance, in Berlin, they have a great ecosystem there with urban farming. And we actually have a unit there where they're testing it and they're looking at the fertilizer as a really good nutrient for vertical farming. So it takes away the need for having the soil or the dry um, amendment. You have a liquid which is really suitable for that. So there's lots of collaborations in the future. Mm. I see as being Mm. important to really embed the food security for urban settings. Because in an urban setting, obviously, you're limited in terms of the growing, but that shouldn't be yeah. if we're doing our job properly, if we're trying to embed local food security. Okay. So. okay. And as a company with serious green credentials, what has been the biggest challenge you face? I think that back to that question of innovation and knowledge and establishing the technology, it's a long runway, mm-hmm. but we're kind of getting there now. Yeah. It's been, and I suppose as the conversation has turned more towards climate urgency, that's been supportive of us because it's allowed people to make sense of what we're offering. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing definitely an upsurge in terms of appetite for the product, for inquiries and all that kind of thing. So that challenge of trying to be in the marketplace where people don't really understand what you're doing and maybe don't see the sense in it, that's Mm. a difficult place to be. But that tide has definitely turned in the last 
12 months or so. And Mm. even in the last six months, we've Mm. seen, and it is a one-way street. This conversation isn't going away and people are looking for solutions. So hopefully we can be part of that and provide meaningful change, which ultimately is the goal. That is the goal to just see food waste coming down and energy costs coming down using this technology for our users. And if you had any advice for a person thinking of setting up a startup in the green industry, what would it be? I suppose it would be whatever your ambition or your passion is, stick with it. Persistence is key, really. If you have an idea and you are absolutely convinced that it's going to work, then keep with it, persist and also reach out. Mm -hmm. We have such a fantastic ecosystem for enterprise in this country Mm -hmm. and in Cork County alone. I mean, between the Leo Cork Northwest based here who gave us fantastic support, you Mm -hmm. have Cork Chamber. You have Cork BIC, Mm. you have Enterprise Ireland, you have lots of really good governmental agencies and state agencies that have highly skilled people and that have money for Mm. funding and Mm. opportunities for you to apply for funding and also will really help you build your business case. Mm. So, yeah, persistence, get up in the morning and just keep Keep trying (laughs) and reach out, reach out to people, reach out to other businesses. And it's amazing. Not only the state agencies are good, but also other businesses are great. The minute you reach out, they're saying, how can I help you? Yeah. What yeah. can I do for you if you reach out to somebody else? So it's well worth doing. That's a very positive thing to say and a very positive note to end the podcast. So thank you so much, Fiona, for taking the time to talk to us on the Car Creative Podcast. A pleasure. Thank you. If you'd like to learn more about MyGulk, you can find links to their website and socials on carcreative.ie.